Welcome to this podcast from Harvest Community Church of Huntersville, North Carolina, where our vision is to make disciples who make disciples for God's glory. I'm your host, Liz Stefanini. At Harvest, every January, we unify around one common theme related to prayer. Men, women, children, and teenagers all study the same material and receive guidance on prayer related to it. This year's theme is Rooted in Prayer, based on Colossians. On today's podcast, Senior Pastor Jerry Barber talks with some harvesters who helped create the prayer guide for week three of the 40 days, January 15th through the 21st, to help prepare all of us for a special week ahead. Thanks, Liz. We are really thankful for the 40 days of prayer. And this week, as we're looking into week three of the 40 days of prayer, we are going to be praying. The main focus that we're going to be praying for is that believers will continue to live their lives closely connected to Christ rather than trying to follow human rules. This was so relevant for them in the first century, and it's relevant for us today. I'm joined today once again by Amy Granada, who wrote Family Discipleship Stuff, and also by T.J. Stefanini, who wrote part of our Bible study, and Rick Jones, who, along with his wife Michelle, wrote part of Bible study. So, Rick, T.J., welcome. Uh, Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having us here. Amy, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, So... So, uh, TJ, let me let me start with you. Uh, just as as you were studying, this is a tough passage. We get into Colossians two, uh, for thank, sure. Yeah, thank you, both of you guys, for <laughs> <laughs> taking on the taking on the tough passage. It's it's not an easy passage, but if you had to like summarize like what God showed you as you were studying it, uh, what, what would you say about that? I would just say like. I think we get caught up so much in what other people think that we don't think about as much what God thinks and like what his word actually says. Like, I think I get caught up so much in those things. And in my personal life right now, I'm really focusing a lot more on self-worth and stuff. And just like, why do I care so much what other people and their opinions and all these things? But really, we look in God's word and it's so easy to get caught up in what other people think. But Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He died, and we can enjoy that. We can be a part of communion with him and just, just live out the life as a Christian with, without focusing so much on everything else, all the little smoke and everything on the sides. Yeah, Rick, how about you? What, what stood out to you? Uh, you worked uh, the beginning part of that passage. I did. As I, it was kind of ironic because I was given the portions that I was going to... Um, expound upon, I went straight to the verses that I was assigned without looking one verse before in 2, two, two which wrapped it up so beautifully where it said to be um, encouraged and be united with Christ. And I think quite often, like TJ said, quite often we, if we're not careful, we can focus in so much on one thing that we miss the, the context that the one thing that we're worried about sits within in that broader context, if we pull back and we look at God's love, we look at the way He treats us in different seasons of our life, um, you start to see things that when you were young, you thought were so important. You know, a few years later, you realize, hmm, that wasn't as big of a crisis as I thought. As you get a little older, which 
Now, now being retired, I look back at so many things and I'm reminded that you really need to stay in the moment. You really need to trust God for what's going on. And if you're not careful, you're, you'll start to create things in your mind that aren't there. When what you want to do is just be anchored in the scripture. And that does bring a lot more peace when you anchor yourself of where you are and what God has to say to you right now. And the same things will be said later. And it may apply differently to you. But use, use the word as the anchor. Yeah. And surround yourselves with, with solid believers and people you can grow from and stuff. I mean, those mirages in our mind and those pictures we paint are, are, are real things. And a lot of it isn't God. And a lot of it's painted by legalism and just things we think are what we should or should not be doing. Yeah. And I just feel like God's told me, give me a lot more like freedom, not like, you know, and just being in, following his word and stuff, but just there's more flexibility than just such a rigid little, little, little road. I mean, we, we need to be, you know, righteous and stuff, but I just, I just think people think that there's a specific way to do every single little thing and, and there's well, not. Yeah. The Colossians, of course, they, they had a, there were a lot of rules that were being imposed on them. For right? sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and we don't have the same exact ones, but there are, it depends on your background, what rules you've been exposed to. Why do you guys think that that is so much of a temptation for us, or so much of a struggle? Any ideas on that? For me, um, one of the choices I made in life was to be in the military. And I think one of the reasons I chose that was it's very rigid. It's easier to know where the rules are. Uh, and if there's rules, it's kind of like, it's kind of like having kids on a playground. If you put a fence around them, the kids will play in the entire area. Take the fence away. Kids all tend to come very close together in the playground. We get some security sometimes by knowing where the bounds are. And I think in our faith, legalism tends to help some people know where the edge is. Because in, instead of asking how far away from sin can we be, some people want to be, most of us want to see how close to sin we can get sometimes. And those artificial boundaries, whether they be physical or mental, they give us that false security that, oh, I'm not, I'm not sinning, I'm just here. When in fact, Scripture even tells us it's a heart issue, you know, as much and more so sometimes than it is a, a body issue. And I do think that we, we tend to get our minds set on how much can I do without crossing a line? And that obviously is not the healthy way to look at it. And we're, of course, we're not talking about the lines being something the Scripture clearly teaches. We're talking about humanly mm-hmm. devised yeah, right. lines. TJ, you ever had to deal with any humanly designed lines in your life? <laughs> um, as as an engineer, there's something called like codes and stuff like that that we have to like make sure we we're within the bounds of those and make sure that there's certain safety factors and stuff on those. I mean, there's lines on the road that I'm supposed to be driving within. <laughs> Whether or not that happens, God does. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus, no, I'm just kidding. But basically, basically, like, I, you know, there's lines all over the place, and we're human, unfortunately, and sometimes we don't always act within the lines. And I think these, these guys are struggling with similar things, and... Sometimes it wasn't God that drew the line. Sometimes it's just this guy from this time period or this person over here drawing lines or this church that I used to be at in this many years ago. It's just like, hold on a second. Let's let's take a step back and see what the scriptures are actually saying. And yeah. I think it's a good I think it's a good practice. Just know your just I mean just take some time read um, you know, study the scriptures out and and take a little bit of time there. The and I'll, I'll say this real quick too. I feel like 
maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I feel like for me, prayer has been one of those things that I've legalism can really creep in. I'm not a person <laughs> that can sit down and stay still very easily. So where I've been able to have God um, like hear his voice speak to me more has been um, through like walks, through in the car and stuff like that, like when I'm in motion and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I think it just depends on the person, but I've just been kind of seeking God's voice. And the other thing is just the stillness of God as God is... Um, Nothing has to be these long, drawn-out prayers, too, for me. I think it's sometimes just just being there, being in his presence, hearing his voice, stuff like that. Those are great words. Those are great words. Now, let's turn to Amy. And uh, speaking of kids on the playground, as Rick was talking about, Amy uh, wrote our family discipleship material to help prepare uh, families for what we're going to cover this week. Amy, what are you excited about uh that parents and families are going to get to do in week three. This week might be my favorite week that we prepared for. Uh, This week we have a science experiment. Again, we're going to grow bean seeds. We're going to talk about uh, God's creation and how uh, roots grow deep. Uh, We're also going to talk about trees a lot. So thinking about how roots not only provide nutrition for the trees, but also stability. And when I was Thinking about that, it's such a picture of our Christian life, too. We can be rooted in our faith and rooted in the Word, but that provides a stability for our lives as well. Um, Another activity is a nature walk. Um, Ever since I wrote this week, I've been seeing all these trees whose roots have grown in such crazy ways to try to reach water. And I think that's a picture, you know, sometimes we're not really near Christ or we're going Mm -hmm. through a crisis and we feel far away, but he provides. And so thinking about what, if I was a tree, what my roots might look like at certain times of my life um, is a good analogy. Um, And if you have older kids, you could study more in depth about the botany and the, the trees and the roots and things like that. But for little kids, it's as simple as saying, wow, look what God did with these mm-hmm. trees and look look how he created this and look at how tall this is. Look at this tall pine tree. Even though it's so skinny, the wind doesn't blow it over because its roots are so mm-hmm. secure in the soil and that's what Christ does for us. Yeah, those are great thoughts. Thanks. I heard somewhere once, um, it's either the redwood or the sequoia, I'm not sure which one it is, but they all join their roots together. Yeah. Their strength is is... As TJ was saying earlier, their strength is who they surround themselves with. It's other trees and how the roots grow together. So it's, it's not even always deep. Sometimes it's just that unity, which it talks about in verse 2, but it's that unity with others that gives us the strength also. Yeah, and that's so important in the 40 days of prayer, right? We're yeah. We're so thankful for that. It takes me back to 2020 with the, the cereal boxes and the demonstration that, that us Stephanini's did for carrying each other's burdens and stuff like that. Like being together as a body is, is great. Well, thanks for joining me, all of you guys, and uh, those of you listening to this podcast, thank you for participating in the 40 Days of Prayer, and we, we trust that you really will be strengthened and learn this week how to pray for other believers, that they will continue to live their lives closely connected to Christ rather than just simply following human rules. 
Thanks again for joining us from Harvest Community Church. This podcast is also available on our website, harvestcharlotte.com. Please go there if you want to send a question or comment, learn more about our church, or find out how you can donate to support the podcast.